Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood The Unabomber blowing up Waco, Texas and Heaven's Gates Alien modified men from apes Hitler faked his death and then escaped Bigfoot and the Mothman Son of Sam talking to dogs again Witches, ghosts and goblins Mysterious noise and hot dings Dark arts and the skull and bones Most celebrities are probably cloned So when you're feeling all alone Grab a beer and get stoned I welcome you to the podcast Strange Brew We're here to entertain you Uh, Billy, I'm going to need you to finish these spreadsheets tonight. Dude, I, I asked you months ago if I could take tonight off, and you said, yeah, that's fine. Well, Greg ended up calling in, and he's not going to be here tonight, so we need you to finish the spreadsheets because there's too many people with a day off, and you got to do it. What? Why me? There's like 10 other people I can get to go do that. Why does it have to be me? Well, you know, your performance hasn't been the greatest lately, so we're going to make you do overtime. My performance? Your performance. My, my performance yes. hasn't... No, no. You, know, you need to calm down a little bit. No, no, I'm done. No. I'm fucking sick no, of your bullshit. Billy, no, don't That's do it, Billy. No, don't do it. Oh, oh, shit. Welcome to the Strange Brew Podcast. We got uh, Justin Taze. Justin Taze is in the house, and who else do we have? Oh, oh Billy. <laughs> We got uh, <laughs> we got Billy Baldwin in the house. Oh, that's a new one too. One of the worst Baldwins. Oh, no clue. So we're drinking on uh, some Jimmy Bean. Oh, it's oh, I never I've never it's had harsh. this one before. Yeah, it Not is harsh. I'm drinking it, it straight. Ugh. Yeah, I don't remember it being this bad. <laughs> okay, it's Canadian though. Yeah, it is Canadian. Oh, I didn't know that either. Everybody's skating. I didn't till today. I looked up Canadian liquors just for this. Yeah, that too. <laughs> That's hilarious. We should stick to that. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was he was asking. Uh, he's like, "What uh, what boo should we do for this episode? What episode are we doing?" And I, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I told Billy to get the Kraken last time because we were talking about the Kraken." And I was like, "There's nothing that's gonna fit this fucking podcast." Yeah. What booze do you drink when you kill people at work? Yeah. <laughs> um, Anything. We're watching <laughs> Friday Thirteenth, the original, because I guess it kind of goes with it a little bit because. She's going around and killing campers that are essentially getting paid for it. So they are kind of working, you know? You get me? How much money? Like, I feel like I feel like those guys don't make as much it as It was like a summer job, should. especially in the fucking... Oh, well, especially okay. after this. You probably know, what happens. American too, right? You think this movie influenced that hired to kill thing? Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe. Well, uh, we talked about that in the... Dark web episode. That was probably around a lot longer yep. before Friday the 13th. <laughs> As if you don't hate your job enough. And most employees you have to spend eight hours with of your day are just annoying. Just imagine one of those annoying guys you work with in the office or the cook in the back of the kitchen always yelling at the servers. I had that for you. What <laughs> if one of those people had a mental breakdown and next time you see them, they had a gun in their hand? Workplace <laughs> violence... Oh my god. Workplace violence accounts... Oh, this is crazy. Workplace violence accounts for 17.8% of all simple assaults and 12.9% of aggravated assaults. Holy shit. But that's, that might be, like, does that include, like, 
all the ones that were people were joking and then people like filed these complaints of things that Maybe. later like I didn't even say yeah, that she okay. put it even just a punch in the face yeah. opposed to murder. well a punch yeah. in the face is assault but I just meant sure, like but it's not like murder in addition <laughs> workplace violence cost American businesses anywhere from 6 billion to 36 billion each year it's a huge difference and that's tonight's strange topic workplace murders motherfucker are we just? Are we? Is this going to be exclusively murders, or is? Yeah, it... it's all. It's not violence at all. I I was going to call it workplace violence, but every every story I found is all murders. I and I'm like uh, find some fun. I'm Tomcat, <laughs> aka Tom Thompson. Uh, stay tuned after every episode of this podcast for a strong. <laughs> stay tuned after this podcast for a song by yours truly, Tomcat, aka Tom Thompson, on every episode. And coming up, you will hear a track with me and Billy eventually when we get our recordings Ooh. done. Exciting. It's going to be exciting. I taught Billy how to rap a long time ago. I'm pretty excited to hear this. All right. The expression going postal describes someone who snaps and inflicts violence in the workplace environment. The word postal was uh, chosen because an abnormally high number of violent incidents have featured on a United States Postal Service employees. Well, like, oh, from customers? from No, no, no. From, from people. Uh, work workers, yeah. Oh. That's why it's going postal because... Most notorious examples involve Patrick Henry Sherrill, a 44-year-old mail carrier from Edmond, Oklahoma. Sherrill was known to be a troublesome employee. Patrick got into a heated argument with two supervisors on August 19, 1986, at approximately 7 a.m. The following morning, Patrick showed up to the post office in his uniform. He had three pistols with him, and in his postal bag, they were in his postal bags filled with ammunition. Wait, one wasn't good enough. Yeah, he had a postal bag <laughs> filled with ammunition well, and everything. Hey, three gotta, pistols, maybe yeah. two jam. You gotta, oh, you gotta make true, sure especially with guns. Yeah, you <laughs> gotta make sure everyone handguns. is gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick got. Uh, Patrick showed up at the post office. Jesus, fuck it. The ammunition. Over the course of the next 15 minutes, Patrick went on a murdering rampage, gunning down any employee who crossed his path. <laughs> uh, after after sealing now. the exits, Shrill ended up murdering 14 co-workers and wounding six. When police arrived at the post office, he turned the gun on himself, bap, shot himself. When Shrill's rampage remains the deadliest workplace shooting committed by a postal employee, it would not be the last. A fucking mailman? Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> that's why it's going postal, because for some reason, so many people in the postal work service hate their fucking jobs. All I know is when I worked at a restaurant, there was one po uh, guy that was a mailman and he would show up always after his route, still in his uniform and just get wasted. Like completely wasted. Really? I feel like, like, well, of course, like 90% of people, especially when you bring stuff, oh, why isn't this here? Like, People okay, are terrible and they're to calling deal with. you. Yeah, Any and customer service stealing their shit. Seems like it's more of the bosses he hated. I wonder how he woke up that morning. So in in, in Quebec, <laughs> Just smiling, excited to go kill everybody, loading his gun. He's like, "Today's gonna be a good day." So in Quebec, uh, one of our most loved provinces. Provinces. <laughs> Just joking. And uh, not, so this is like going postal. The term. Kind of got coined more towards the 90s in the newspaper. Uh, but this is actually in Quebec in 1934. Rosier Bouladour. Yeah, I fucking French. hate French names. Yeah. Uh, and this is a guy, and his name is Rosier. Okay? <laughs> Pedro. 
Yeah, Bilodeau. Uh, he had joined the Postal Service to work as a letter character after serving in World War I. Unfortunately, his traumatic experience during the war, can't blame him, World War I was fucking awful, and the fact that he survived, good on him. <laughs> you didn't get eaten by the reptilians, well, your soul didn't. During the war, seem, uh, he got all these, and he had severe psychological effects because of it. And when his employer laid him off, he suffered a complete mental breakdown. Oh my goodness. Rosier often went back to the post office to beg for his job back, but they always rejected him. Billy Dor or Rosier, Rosier Billy Dor, <laughs> bust, busted into his boss. This is like old school name, JGL Morins. You know what I mean? JGL. You can't. You can't fucking say your first name. You're just too too good. Or that's his first, middle, and last initial. Yeah, yeah and that's like it's like, well, like old MLK, school. It's, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like well, his nickname though. And he saw that he he was already in a meeting with two employees. Rosier shocked them by pulling out a gun and firing two shots into Morin, the fucking boss. When the other employees tried to get the gun away from him, he fired into the one dude, killing him instantly. Rosier was eventually restrained and arrested, and the boss, Morin, survived his wounds. But Rosier was charged with murders and sentences to be executed, so he killed the other two, but didn't kill the boss he wanted to kill. But he, but he, <laughs> but he was shooting them like you feel like you'd finish. You feel like you you wouldn't just he shoot got the gun. Every wall, people <laughs> in the are in the office, the postal office, probably ran in and grabbed him. Oh yeah, you know they I mean? stopped him from like bashing his teeth in if but the gun ran. Yeah. Still have a gun. Yeah. If it still yeah. got anything in it, maybe. So he, just he was enough. hanged on June fourteenth. I what? It's always like that. It's hanged because it's past tense. On June fourteenth, nineteen thirty-five. So like, you know, four years away from that the next guy. Year. Like he was, uh, the postal office was his life. <laughs> Except he, he went back to He begged for his job. Yeah. Else in life. I guess his yeah. apartment. He probably made a bed in like the break room, and nobody could see. Well, the thing is, imagine like you know, the PTSD that sol- soldiers suffer now, pretty bad. But I couldn't imagine after World War One, where it's trench warfare. It's not like Vietnam, where you're just dropping bombs and all the fucking Vietnamese and the Viet Cong. It's like you're you're going through trench warfare with shitty guns that barely fucking load. You're normally stabbing people and gutting. Yeah. Them oh yes. Fucking that's when they had bayonets down. in the yeah. fucking First World War. When you feel after you went through all that stuff, though, that like you had a drive to live. No. Not something like yeah. this. Something so like this, I feel like, wouldn't put you over the edge. It's dramatic I because guess. think about it, like uh, there, I read it. There's one story about a dude that like uh, suffered PTSD from being um, in the Iraq War, and I'm pretty. I think he like he woke up thinking like he had a bad dream. Woke up thinking he had gunshots and he had a gun beside his bed, and I think he shot his wife. Pretty oh sure. Yeah, I can't remember. There's a story like that. Like, like accidentally. Yeah. Oh yeah. He thought he was in war again. Oh my god. And it's like terrible. that happens a fucking lot. It's right beside me. Mary. <laughs> When you don't go like this. How the fuck do you get <laughs> Yeah, literally. Um, 33-year-old Fred Cowan lived in the small town of New Rochelle, New York, and was employed by Neptune Worldwide Moving Company. Fred Cohen was a muscular, intimidating figure. He's a big, badass-looking dude, right? Dwayne. <laughs> well, and he's a he's a mover. You got to be pretty oh, fucking yeah. strong to constantly be doing that those, shit. Those eight foot wide shoulders. Yeah, get a fucking hernia <laughs> like me. Fuck. But he also was a devout white premises who idolized Adolf Hitler. Yeah, that's a scary dude. Yep. Wouldn't yeah. want to wouldn't want to get on his bad side. Yeah, especially a big white supremacist. Yeah. Um, and he had uh, uh, he pretty much had an extensive collection of Nazi memorabilia at his home. 
which there's people that get mad about that and I kind of get it. But if I at a, at a vintage store or like, um, um, an antique store, if I, get, I found, I the artifact yeah, if I, if I found yeah. an old Nazi knife or like a fucking, uh, if I found a German Luger, I would fucking buy that shit. Yeah, that's not exactly. why he had yeah, it. Yeah, I know. It's not why it he was had like a shrine. different time. But they too, tried or? to, yeah, well, this was in, uh, 1977. Yeah. So, you know, but like, they got on Alex Jones for saying because he had Nazi memorabilia and when he was on the Drogan podcast that I shout out that was amazing. He kind of said like, you know, it was, it was cool to it's me. Artifacts, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, be, Probably calm, worth a lot of money. Too. Calm down yeah, and why exactly. and why we always made fun of Hitler growing up because it's like there's even a documentary about it about people making fun of not fun of it but like making light of the Holocaust. It's like making making a dark situation uh, comedy and that's why you know Charlie Chaplin made fun of him. Yeah, that's how be, you feel like that's how you some people bring other people joy, right? That's what yeah. Strange yeah. Brew is. Yes. Making dark yeah. comedy. <laughs> Essentially, we definitely are. Please don't be sensitive. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's why on that uh, post we posted, I said, don't be too serious. It's fucking Strange Brew, right? <laughs> um, so, and on the morning of February 14th, 1977, Fred showed up at the Neptune building with an assault rifle in hand. Two weeks earlier, he had been suspended by a supervisor for refusing an order. That's kind of stupid. Like, you know, he didn't want to do something. You told him to go fucking home. Like, well, this is probably before the all these... Uh, yeah. What's that? What's the, what's the what's Labor the laws? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we don't have children have working now. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but after he walked inside the building, Fred shot two employees. Yeah, there was an ass on Baby. the screen. Every Baby. time. Every time, yeah. Every time me and, me and uh, Tom watch him horror movie oh, yeah. it's always nudity yeah well sex why is there so much nudity because in, it's in it's movies. because there's Go there's shit it. no why there's shitty acting right but people watch it for the kills and the sex because it's sex that's and a violence scary mix yeah sex and violence it drags your eyes to the <laughs> sex screen, and that's violence for sure. <laughs> yep it's like oh we just did 20 True. minutes and nothing I, here's a bum <laughs> yeah i would love to fucking see like the when they release them like in theaters nowadays uh i want i want to do that this halloween where they'll release old movies on like the Big, on screen. The big screen like yeah. they just released a uh, pet cemetery don't they really only do that in like so the bad. drive-in they do sometimes like at like certain theaters like yeah. cineplexes and oh, shit okay do it randomly but that would be fucking fun so after <laughs> you know that came in two weeks later or two weeks after he got suspended he came in with employees he was and still suspended yes yeah <laughs> he walked into the building and fred shot two employees to death bah, 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 bah. And then Fred shot two more employees before confronting a friend named Ronald Colwell. Cohen, the fucking Fredster, Freddy boy, Freddy Cohen, decided to spare Colwell's life, which I think is funny because it's like his buddy, telling him, (laughs) go home and tell my mother not to come down to Neptune. Why the fuck is he going to Neptune? What does that mean? That's his workplace. It's Neptune oh, Worldwide okay. Moving he's Company. He's not going to like the fucking guy in the ocean. No, no, <laughs> he's not going to see Poseidon. When the fifth <laughs> victim fell, police surround the building. Fired. Out, Fred was firing out the window, and he shot two cops. Good job. Biggest, okay. oh, biggest oh, gang oh, on the whole oh, world. I know, but they're still people, right? They're going to hear this, too. The biggest gang in the earth is the police. Our tax dollars pay for no justice and no peace. It's true, but you know, it's with anything. 
Just because there yeah. are some some dirty cops, some I know. people became cops. And <laughs> My good. girlfriend's always like, "We've been had and we be chaos." And I was like, "Chaos into order. Let's fucking get it going. Anarchy." The situation turned into an intense standoff as the police formulated a plan to rescue employees who were still hiding inside the building. Nearly ten hours after the massacre started, Jesus, that's some patient shit to like sit there with a gun and be firing out the window. Well, you where can you go? Oh, You're Justin's oh. pouring a drink. You can hear it. I You're, tried to make it quiet. <laughs> no, that's cool. Your only options are either fight or kill yourself. Essentially, and that's what most of these people end up doing. Uh, when they discovered, uh, when essentially an assault team heard a gunshot and decided to storm inside. So it's funny because like they were waiting, like he was shooting outside. Where were the snipers? Um, he was inside of a building. Think about it. He's in a window. Pap, hide in. There's probably snipers, but they couldn't get a clear shot. I guarantee it. As soon as you pop up, like nowadays, they yeah, got some well, crazy yeah. snipers. One little yes, hair is there. One yeah. millisecond. Yeah, they shoot through the fucking. Yeah, you know, yeah, just like it. that movie American Sniper that glorified oh, a fucking such, serial killer. Such a good movie. Okay, no. Uh, Chris, like as a movie. It? Yeah, just as a movie. I've never watched it because I kind of refused because what is his name? Chris Ryan or whatever the, the guy that um, Bradley Cooper played. Yeah. Uh, he was a legit a fucking serial killer. Like he <laughs> he killed many innocent people and they glorified them in this film. But if you look at his history, this guy was fucked out of his brain. He's just crazy. And he wanted to kill anyone yeah. he could. I, I don't feel like they made that story like, hey, look at this awesome guy. I feel like it was just oh, a great one story. One thing we do yeah. have to uh, shout out before we finish Cohen's uh, ending of this um, is that the new movie coming out, fucking Bun- the Ted Bundy movie with uh, fucking Zach. Uh, Efron. Efron. Oh my god, it looks so good. But it's gonna be a Netflix film. I'm totally shutting this because I can't wait for this. When's it coming out? Uh, comes out uh, May third or something. I think. So they did all those tapes already, and now they're doing a movie. Well, the thing is, what I said about the tapes, we talked about it. They glorified him, and they yeah. didn't talk about how he raped the corpses and fucked the head. And I said to my girlfriend, they're gonna do the same thing for the movie. That's I, they, I, I have a feeling like they're not gonna show. The, his true intent they're gonna glorify it be like no he was a handsome smart serial killer that killed all these women but he could he could be a lawyer also like he I'm, was just smart <laughs> yeah he was, he was most, not smart. most it's serial story. killers are fucking you're looking past we're gonna, I don't think it's that um, deep we're, <laughs> gonna, we're definitely gonna deep dive into a lot of serial killers coming up and those are gonna be my favorite episodes they're coming oh, up I love oh, them oh my god sweet. still to this day favorite one I was on oh, Richard Ramirez <laughs> well, that's why we're gonna start uh, soon Billy is going away for a couple months in the summer so so we'll have to amp this up a little bit. Um, but they discovered that Fred Cohen had taken his life by shooting himself in the head, obviously. Yeah. Because of his neo-Nazi beliefs, most of Cowan's, Fred's victims, had been minorities and his main target had been Norman Bing. He sadly shot a lot of black dudes because it's a moving company and in the 70s and I'm this is not stereotyping it was a, it was just a job that well this is not stereotype yeah this is in the 70s especially with yeah with all the shit going on black guys have they would more muscle yeah genetically, <laughs> genetically they yeah. do i have a buddy a jamaican dude i work with and uh he was talking about working out and i was like yeah so easy when you're born with fucking muscle structure way different than mine <laughs> um but so we targeted all probably the blacks and uh, hispanics and stuff to kind of go after like, because he's a neo-Nazi, you know, and he loved fucking Hitler. The Jew- Oh, the funny thing is this Norman Bing, the supervisor, he was Jewish. That's who he was targeting. Oh. So if you watch... You missed one. Yeah, if you, if you oh, watch... That's- uh, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> Bing uh, was Jewish? It yeah, that's... Chinese or something. Yeah, and that, that Bing search engine? <laughs> fuck Bing. I use Google. Bing. And then they watch me. Um, but... 
it's kind of funny when you think about that because like he's uh, for some reason yeah like because it's Hitler's views it was against all the Jews but a lot of neo Nazis just hate black people like I'd I'd fuck neo Nazis they literally live their life like thinking like I'm doing like yeah. these guys think they're watch doing American the History right X thing. white supremacy yeah. Yeah. and shit yeah. American History X man scary however Bing managed to stay hidden in his office throughout the entire ordeal. I would have, if I, that was my plan to kill that one fuck, if that was my plan, I would have started in his office, hidden the gun, it was an assault rifle. That so. would have been the very first place Yes, to so just <laughs> kind of like, got, get a, a trench gun. coat, come in and kind of hold your gun by your side, then walk into his office, shoot him, then go out there. Poison that else. fucker. Yeah, you could. Here's your coffee. Thanks. So, in the, in total, Fred murdered six people and wounded four others. Pretty for, good. For that time frame, that's not a lot. Pretty good. <laughs> Well, most people probably just surrendered. Yeah. And if they're lying there with their no, hands he, over their head, he probably wasn't shooting. No, it was about, it's about always about taking about many people as you can. He said he was in there for over yeah, 10 hours. Yeah, he wanted one guy, right? Well, the cops are trying to storm. So if he's going, say, into like these office buildings or whatever this the place is. The cops never go in when he has hostages, ever. It's true. That's true. Could they well they try Good not to. to. Know. Maybe it was. A, you know what? Maybe it was a day off. Maybe it was just the overtime work. It's true. They <laughs> all like seven people to die. there. Like, you want to do overtime? You waste your life. Okay. On April twenty uh, fifth, nineteen ninety six, Ken Torrance. Oh yeah, like Jack Torrance on The Shining. I watched that shit last night when I was researching shit. Shot his estranged wife before leaving their home. So you know what estranged means, right? Yeah, like the exact definition. The, Let's get it. The, like, well, get the, the in, uh, to have, being like a strange husband or wife, it means that you guys are still married, but you're pretty much on your way to divorce. Like you guys are pretty much you done. Don't yeah. Talk yeah. Or so we shot his wife, essentially probably hated, before leaving his home and heading to his workplace with an assault rifle. This is why people in the states don't like that people have assault rifles in Canada. Man, you can get a lot of guns. The, the statistic that you think that Canadians don't have guns is actually bullshit. Can, a lot of Canadians have guns, but we have shit like shotguns, and we don't have handguns. We have fucking... Hunting gear yes, more than anything. Yeah, we have guns, but it's not like we don't need an AK. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are few and far between. We yeah. can go to Walmart we, we, like you guys can. Yeah, we get a reason for why we have the gun. Whether we're going to use it yeah. to fuck anybody. Well, yeah. there are some people, but it's not. It's yeah, but yeah. You can say, oh, this is just for hunting. Oh, yeah, and uh, a city that we live near, very close to Toronto, Hamilton, has had 14 shootings in the last, what, uh, three months because of fentanyl. Good wow. job, fentanyl. Yeah, it's getting fucked out here. Canada's well, getting too crazy. Could be it owed money kind of deal. Well, I, I, no, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it's quickly that I read an article <laughs> that was like, cops are leading the, uh, are saying that the violence uh, in Brantford and Hamilton and Toronto, like the all the violence going on, especially in Canada, uh, it's probably because of the fentanyl crisis. And I was like, no fucking shit. I was like, all these people were overdosing, fentanyl's run rampant, and then all of a sudden this crime comes. Well, I fucking wonder why. These people are probably getting busted with the fucking shit with fentanyl yeah. in it. And then they're like, oh, they're going to rat somebody out because yeah. they didn't even know. Someone just got shot last Friday in Brantford. Yeah. I'm Holy. telling you, this shit is getting stupid and we live in a fucking small city. We I'm just telling talked you. about this last yeah, week. That's like what I said, I'm when, hitting I, when it I look out my window, there's a 50-50 chance if I just see a fucked up dude walking in a circle. Uh, yeah, sp- yeah, especially doing nothing, in your area. Just yeah. back and forth down the sidewalk, yeah. like clearly out of his goddamn And it's <laughs> like, I honestly will never understand that just the quick, because I know it's going in other places and other countries too, that after hearing all this shit, why the fuck would you? I know it's in other drugs, but a lot of these overdoses are contributed to opiate. They're not, it's not coke, it's not meth. It's people either like shooting up heroin not likely but mostly snorting smoking fentanyl mm-hmm. and it's like 
why would you want to try after hearing all this shit? Yeah. I just want my one last rush before I die and leave this planet, even though I'm like fucking 18. Like, oh my but God. But you know what? The, they don't they don't show that 90% of these, or not maybe, that yeah. not that high, but it's, all these deaths are not from junkies. No. A lot of them yeah. are from people, oh, like first time tryers. Hustlers and shit. First yeah. time yeah. tryers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. never done it before. Yeah. Well, why would you it? try to do oh, that? Okay. That's well, what I'm saying. It's a party phase, right? Why does anyone try anything? When, when did you take your first alcohol sip? I was in grade six. Your first party. There are plenty of people who I know, but alcohol poisoning. Yeah, but you drunk. have to go excessive. Some people are getting to that point in oh their life God. where they just fucking quit, right? But yeah. there are people who do one and yeah. die. It, that yeah. happens numerous times, yeah. honestly. And I'm saying that it just, just fucking don't do it. No, I'm like, what the fuck, man? So, Kenneth Thorne shot his fucking estranged wife, head to his workplace with an assault rifle. Unlike many workplace shootings, he did not just open fire on any random employee who happened to be in his way. That's nice. Nice guy. (laughs) At the time, there was a lot of political turmoil with Jackson Fire Department. He's a firefighter. And many supervisors and the fire chief were just unpopular with Ken Torrance. Co-workers, as with him, he didn't like, he kind of left the co-workers alone. He was more pissed about, we kind of left them. Yeah, every workplace got that (laughs) black sheet. Ken entered the firehouse with a weapon drawn, but made the calculated decision to spare his fellow firefighters because he understands what they went through. Why did he kill his wife? Because he probably just hated her. And he was, he was already knowing that he was going to take his life most likely. Cause a lot of these people do take their life. Actually, I don't, he did not actually take his life, but he was planning to, he was definitely planning to. Um, but a lot of this, you, there's other ones that I didn't mention that are like big, big stories of workplace murders. Maybe we'll do this later. I feel like the wife was more the primary target. Yeah, he I feel was like just, after yeah. he did that, he's yeah, like, yeah. He just lost ah, you it. know what? There are a couple other people yes, in here yeah. yeah. too. And that's the thing they have. Oh, they're, they're psychologically broken down. I'm going to go. I want to take people with me. I read a quote today that I love that kind of has to do with our shit. Uh, I came into this world kicking and screaming with somebody else's blood on me. And I'm <laughs> gladly will go out the same way. Yeah, I'd rather kill somebody else if I'm going to fucking yeah. die. I said yeah. this a million times. Who fucking raised you? <laughs> How do you think? Like, I, I don't understand. That was a quote, but I'm I, saying that, I like, if I was going to mentally break down and do... Uh, but things, me, personally... Do you understand? Me, no, me, personally, I would be in... At Parliament. Should I say that on here? Can I say that on here? No. no <laughs> but uh, we probably can't. So he he <laughs> spared not. he spared his fellow firefighters, only warning them that he's gonna attack the higher ups. Yeah. Ken went to the firehouse to the second floor and opened fire on specific targets as they were moving from office to office. Hey bitch. <laughs> hey bitch. Like just like going. He wounded. What was that noise? Yeah. That's so. Huh. He peeks their head up. Yeah. He wound up murdering huh. two fire captains and two district chiefs. Two more supervisors were wounded, but ultimately survived. After leaving the firehouse, Ken was chased by police before he was, uh, before he kind of was cornered at a suburb shopping mall. Ken wounded a police officer. In a mall. During, <laughs> during a brief shootout, but was apprehended after taking a shot to the left eye. Oh. And Ken, he lived. Yeah, and he lived. He took a shot. That's what I'm saying. That's what I say about like getting shot. It's like it it could be uh like oh my yeah, god. Yeah, it doesn't always No, <laughs> but I'm saying that it's like it's rare as shit for you to die instantly. A lot of people survive. And you, Unless it, it literally goes right through your Well, brain that's where we heart. talked about World War One a little bit kind of shit. But, like, dudes, like, I was watching the Vietnam documentary. 
one dude, he like he has a whole story in this. I haven't even finished it, but he's escaped death so many times. Like he got shot like five times, and one of his like uh, fellow yeah, soldiers right were away. like were shot too, and he was dragging him while this other guy was shot. And this guy says, "I have no idea how I survived so many times." There's right a guy here. that took a bullet like right into the brain, brain and, and it got stuck yeah. in there. Yeah, I know that he story. Was that was in. Uh, well, that's Ripley what it is, Blue right? Like it's how fast you get help because the yeah, gun just is going to make you bleed out. Yeah, you'd bleed and out. And it's where right, you hit right. them. You hit them, and if it's out. in the brain, that's crazy yeah. brain yeah. damage. That's normally. crazy. And the thing is, like, you can get shot through the stomach like, so many times and still live. But man, if it's right through the fucking rib cage of the heart, you're fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny because he was supposed to be executed, but he died of a cl- blood clot. Lucky, I guess. I don't know. Like, oh my God. because it depends what execution it would be. No, but it depends what execution yes. it would be. Because most we will. Uh, I have a book. Uh, I should get Billy first, but I have a book called Crime and Punishment. Um, I want to read it out. I've had it for fucking years and I've never read it. And it's all based on all the fucked up executions and the shit they used to do to prisoners. It's not the execution part isn't the worst part, I think. It's the fact that they give you a date. No, no, that's not the worst part because people sit on death death row for years. The worst part is going to the fucking chair and then it not working and they have to keep doing it. Or when they do lethal injections, there was one story of a guy that's like, Man, I feel real weird. And he had he survived for like an hour before the fucking lethal injection. Well, those are hit. those are flukes, right? <laughs> but you're telling you're telling me if someone said like, you have one month. Yeah, I will. one month. From you now. know that when you're on death row, and there's people that lived on death row for fucking 10, 15 years. Oh, but those the, are trial things, right? Well, yeah. no, and all all death rows like that. There's people that live there like, and they and they eventually they'll just want to die because they're sick of sitting on death That's row. That's what I mean. That's but, the worst part. But, you know your death. Day. Yeah, at you least you can yeah. just live it up. Yeah, yeah, then. exactly. You can do a bunch of coke in jail, like Gary Ridgeway and sh- I think it was Gary Ridgeway. Yeah. One more um, party, <laughs> have, have fun, do do your best but, life in jail. But yeah. also, <laughs> it's, it's, it gets a lot worse because <laughs> when we use, uh, we'll talk about this in our episode. Would they use guillotine? Honestly, nine, ten, nine times out of ten, didn't work. Yeah, half. Yeah, we it would be. About that a lot. Oh my god, like fucking <laughs> half dying. Like a family oh. guy does a skit of that, <sighs> but he comes home and his neck's half <laughs> yeah. hanging off, and son, his wife's like, "Hey, honey, how'd it go?" He's like, "Ah, they didn't finish. We got to go back tomorrow." <laughs> you're like, gonna, oh, well, you're I gonna love broccoli. this case. You're gonna love this. Okay, you're gonna love this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it in parts. So, you, like, in many cases, school shooters turned out to be disgruntled students. Columbine for shiz, even though that was set up by the CIA. But it is very rare to hear about a school principal turning into a mass murder. Yeah, okay. However, one such incident occurred in 1940. And that's nuts because this is literally a year after World War uh, II got ramped up. I'm surprised more principals don't do it. Kids are fucking awful. I'm just saying this because I always uh, talk about what we'll eventually get into because it is very interesting that we'll have a whole episode about Pearl Harbor because guess what? Uh, Roosevelt fucking planned it, knew it was going to happen and did that so he can make money off the fucking World War II, 100%. He knew Pearl Harbor was going to happen. He invoked it and made it happen so then they could get brought into World War II, the United States, and uh, essentially Canada because we follow in suit with the United States. And he did that so he could make money off the war because he saw how much money Britain was making because the fucking higher up and the politicians are fucking making so much money off war. Coming on a different episode. Yes. <laughs> Country Was it high school or elementary? I'm always well, interested we'll in find out right now. Group. Oh, junior high. Oh, so that's seven, eight, nine, right? Yeah, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten. eleven. Really? Ask no, our one 11, of our listeners from the 10, states. 11, 12, yeah. I think is yeah. Okay. Yeah. High yeah. So seven, eight, nine. States, you have a weird way of doing shit, and it's why we all call them states. What do you guys call yourself, America? We're America, technically. Here, we <laughs> still have that if you go to special his, schools. Uh, uh, his name was Verlin Spencer, was a principal. Verlin is a weird-ass name. 
But it was the 1940s. Man, so many weird names back then. I have there. a friend called Vernon. Yeah, so do I. I we have a Jamaican dude at work that I fucking love. His name is Jamaican? Is yeah, his name is Vernon. Vernon. And oh. he's, he's the cool... He's like, native. come talk to the Rasta <laughs> man. And he's fucking chill as huh. shit. I talk about my podcast. He's like, you guys are going to blow up one day. I know you guys will. He's fucking chill as shit. And he's like in his 60s. Looks like he's in his 40s. Love old Jamaican. Man, yeah. black dudes, <laughs> I'm not saying this, have great fucking age. Like they can look like... I'll go to the dude named Will Smith. He was 60. Look like he was 45. It's I knew crazy. a dude 50 years old he fucking looks like he's our age same with asians i, I feel <laughs> like literally, i feel but... like just about every generation except for mexicans and americans and <laughs> no well i would like say the english yeah the english yeah. the whites and mexicans no every other buddy has a yeah. yes a hundred percent uh whites <laughs> whites it, that sounds like kill whitey that sounds like i just watched Tommy <laughs> boy um but that it's funny because it is true like white people have the shittiest longevity when it comes to looks most times especially some women but uh Maybe because it's the shade. You can see every wrinkle. Yeah. You can see... Yeah. But, Maybe why, but why do Asian motherfuckers... Why do they... Like, Asian women look good till they're, like, fucking 50, 60. Like, sexy. That's an episode I'm going to do. I know a lot about it, but... <laughs> okay, so Verlin Spencer was a principal at South... Uh, South... Pasadena Junior High School in California, Pasadena, I know where that is, uh, where he often uh, clashed cool. with stu- uh, school fa- <laughs> faculty uh, because of his embrace of personality. Like, he's like a, just a dick. Embrace of, like, embrace of his. Isn't that like, what you're supposed to be when you're a principal? I hate it. That's what my, I mean. Everyone hated the principal. I, I, yeah, I feel like that's a job requirement. Just like, he my, sat down for the interview and he's like, how big of a dick are you? The <laughs> principal in the <laughs> high school before I dropped out hated me. And on, I don't know, a couple months before I really dropped out, we ran around the school with an air horn, blowing it off. And know what we did? We went right into the principal's office, stuck her hand in, went right in like every, like people were sitting there, like all the fucking vice principals. The and then oh we're walking God. away towards the exit. And he's like, come here, come here. We're like hiding the fucking air horn. And then we all just blowed it and ran the fuck away and it, i was like yeah no wonder i got kicked out of school yeah i'd hate you too <laughs> so because of his brace of attitude spencer was eventually fired from his job he demanded an appeal hearing which he would which would be held at the school's administration building on may 6th spencer showed up for the hearing which presided over the superintendent george c bush what? hilarious because this is 1940 and prescott bush was around Joe, uh, Joe, uh, George Bush's fucking father. Prescott Bush is a like they piece went to of school shit. Together? No, no, this is a different, completely guy. When I was researching this, oh. I thought it was funny. His name was George Bush. Maybe huh? he's related. Did you look into it? No. Well, he probably who knows. He is. Yeah. Yeah, and the higher ups maybe because yeah. All right, anyways, Bush. So the, he was presided. The Bushes were possibly cloned. George C. Bush and uh, two other uh, school officials. After a heated argument, Spencer suddenly pulled out a pistol and shot all three men through the fucking heart, which is crazy. Not a pistol. A pistol. Oh my god, that's so much worse. <laughs> no, I know. Oh, a, a pistol's like a little. A pistol like means crayon a little, compared to pastels. The funny thing is that he shot all three, or uh, three of them through the heart. So was he like? Were they close enough where he was like, like putting it to their chest, like bat, bat, bat? Or was it where he was? He must have been close enough range where he shot directly towards the chest. Well, he was laid off. He could have went to the range every day. The, and he, yeah, I know. Like and you think about it too. Well, you think about it too. Like a head might be a uh, like a hard shot. It would. You want the body, especially with uh, people that were a uh, superintendent. I bet that George adrenaline. Bush motherfucker is fat. <laughs> 
And, but he's fat. He's the superintendent of a school. Where I'm like, ha, ha, the students are so stupid. Yeah, that sounds about right. After, yeah, so, which, uh, so it's crazy. So Spencer had fired a bullet into the school board secretary, which ended up paralyzing her asshole. She didn't do shit. She was just sitting there like typing on her computer. So this student didn't attend because, uh, his father died. They have a shitty job, yeah. too. They're all awful, though. They're they so shitty, bitchy. They have shitty jobs. Yes, I, I know, but it. back then, I you hated don't... fucking all the secretaries. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I didn't come to school. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> when Spencer either. left the building, he discovered that his car battery had died. This is hilarious, okay? So he asked... He was able to just walk out? No one stopped this guy? He, yeah, he, yeah, essentially. It's 1940s. Well, like, and you got a gun, too. Fucking I, I get half, it. Okay, think about it. 1940s. Half the strong men of America, the men, are all in war. Because oh, that's, that's what it was all about. The women were like, bring the men home. So yeah, and this is where you're making the women all first bad jobs. There, they're fucking. Ken Burns is a great people. documentary if you want to sit there for 14 hours. But uh, when I finished, like uh, when I watched all those Ken Burns documentaries, they talk about how like they're all about bringing the men back. And you even towards the end of the war, like 1944, when it was getting like you would still be called into war because there were so many people dying. You like oh yeah, you would get a so let big. you would it get the letter you would get the draft yeah. letter and they're like oh well great and all right, some like, of literally 95 percent of us have had a relative that of yeah grandfather that has been involved somewhere yeah i had an uncle that dodged a fucking bomb on a fucking ship because he went to the other side to inspect the other side but anyways i I, meant like parkour style no um (laughs) no i I just want to say this but it's very interesting that a lot of those dudes even sometimes in vietnam they just were they would come in late and they're like oh we're gonna miss all the action and they get brought into the war and they're on the front lines and they're all scared shitless because like, oh, I want to experience the action. And then you go to it and all your friends are dying. You couldn't have friends in World War One, Two, or Vietnam or any war because me and Bill are hanging out the one day. We're drinking beer, having fun. Uh, you guys are called off to Guadalcanala and you got to go fucking fight the Japanese. Or your friend's dead. Or even two separate fucking places. Yes. You're, he's going somewhere else because he's a higher he's sad as shit. or something. Yeah. Yeah. I want to definitely get into more war shit because that shit's so fucking interesting. Oh, we are not doing good on this story uh no we're doing <laughs> we're doing fine because it's the time error and it's uh it's, so he essentially his car wouldn't start right because he had a battery so spencer asked some of the students to help jump start his car this is the 1940s Did the students know what went on no probably oh, okay. not and things a pistol yeah it's pretty loud all the students are freaking out but did they know it was him maybe not you know what i mean but if they heard it, they'd run away. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. Fuck no, yeah, but like... Well, no, I'd probably run towards it, try and help whoever the fuck's it's, in danger. It is, right? the, yeah, your kid. That's true. If I was that young, yeah, I fuck guess. That. But One in a million. But no, wait, no, this is also the 1940s, so these kids might be like, this is my time to experience some kind of war and violence, and they fucking... Still at that age. Yeah, they learn from so, their parents. Little did they know that Spencer was heading towards junior high to commit, uh, continue his uh, violent rampage. He left... He so left, he got went. His car yeah. Started, no. And then no. Went back. So what the no. What the point was was he went to this hearing. That's what he said. He went oh, to a it hearing. Wasn't at the yes. He went to oh. a hearing based. That's why it started in like he was a principal of this junior high. Okay. But, so why were the students there? He there weren't. I was I fucked up. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. Um, they he essentially went to this hearing okay. and was pissed. Shot the people at the hearing yeah. because it was all about his job and if he should have it. Yeah. Then. When there were students outside, so I guess it was, I don't know why, I guess Maybe it was near kids. the high school. 
And yeah, and he, he essentially got them to help him jumpstart it. Literally, no, he was heading to this high school to com- continue his rampage. He's like, I already killed the superintendent and all these other people. I'm going to go on and kill more people. Thanks and so much, kids. I'm actually heading to the school right now. You want to just hop in? Yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> hop in real quick yeah, yeah. into the parking lot. Yeah. I can't do anything until we're inside. No. As soon as you walk through the door. <laughs> you want to come with me down to this uh, school? Where, you know, you guys are already going to school anyway. So like, hey, hey Billy. Thanks for your help. I, I'll hey, give you a no, ride. No, hey, Billy. I got, I, got this, uh, I got this pistol. Why don't you just hold it? When we go inside, you just start shooting with me. You mean pistol? Pistol. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I was sad at grade seven. <laughs> when he arrived at the Here's school, he shot. walked in and he <laughs> shot two teachers to death. He tried to commit suicide by shooting himself in the stomach. You are a dumb motherfucker. If you think you're going to die from, why would you? Oh, that boggles my mind. That boggles my mind. Did he aim for it, or Dude, did he doing just this? Shoot? Doing this, I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna kill myself. I'm pointing my a fake gun oh, in my. I'm gonna. Sh- yeah, and he survived. True. I don't think the knowledge of all that was that. Yes, it was. Oh fuck yeah! You know you shoot yourself in the brain, you're fucking dead. If they learned that in fucking the Civil War and way no, before. No, but that. you also le- you also think you shoot yourself. Any he like he said he shot these guys. Oh, in the I'll torso. bleed out yeah. for a couple hours. No, maybe he thought it would be instant. Maybe he's like that, aiming uh, for a kidney or. If something. you're a teacher, if he's a t- he's a principal, 1940s. he is a fucking idiot he is dumb as shit because you should know that by now they had medical procedures they've been doing this for a while the fact that you thought like well you're gonna bleed out for a couple hours and be in total pain rather than shoot yourself in the head where it's gonna bat oh yeah man he was an all-star algebra but he had a hard time opening (laughs) the cereal box (laughs) spencer was on high painkillers at the time of the shooting why not shoot yourself in the head you're on painkillers especially back then painkillers the painkillers was to make it so it didn't hurt he may have been legally (laughs) insane uh, I'm going to go ahead and but say, yeah. He sure. still <laughs> received a life sentence instead of going to the mental hospital. Especially then. Okay, now you, did a now lot. you get done. arrested. You'd rather go to the hospital. I'm telling you, right? Yeah, than jail. Back then, no, 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 no. You don't want to go to the mental hospital. There's a bunch of shit dudes flinging around the poo-poo. Like, you don't want to <laughs> go there. There was like, it, it's fucked. It's better than going to a prison and having yeah. being raped. After oh, serving yes. 30 years as a model inmate at Sam Quentin. Sam Quentin is a very famous jail. Like a very famous jail in New York. He was paroled in 1970. They let him out. Yep. They let this motherfucker out. 1970. How so long? 1940. Didn't put him so in a Billy, mental hospital. What's the what's the Didn't years? kill him and they let him out. 1940 to 1970? That's only 30 years. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. That's fucked. That's Crazy. Over a life sentence. That's nutty bananas. You're... Get the... Oh... Nutty crazy. And they right? probably still got the guy that sold like a bag of weed in there too. Yeah. <laughs> obviously being, oh, talking about fucking military. Obviously, obviously, obviously being a high stress job. There is numerous cases of military personnel becoming unhinged and inflicting violence upon their fellow servicemen. Makes sense. Yeah. And talks I, your brain. I wanted, I want to dive into episode one day and stuff. Just like, I love their strange mysteries of war episode. I could talk about war all fucking day, especially because, now Tom that I talk about a very a l- large amount of things, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but <laughs> I want to get into <laughs> like how crazy it really was, go into details of what they saw, what they felt, because it was an intense fucking time. And even now, uh, I'm just gonna say this real quick. Uh, they planned the 9/11 war essentially so they could smuggle money, weapons, and all everything else under the guise of war, but also so we could get ourselves into a forever war. War is what built no. Canada yes. and America okay. and all these. If you look no, at, no, yeah. no, we're not yes, going we are. down yes. this road. Okay, but I'm saying this quickly. <laughs> if you look at our Strange Brew Canada page, Strange Brew Canada, I do. I posted in succession uh, the Vinnie Pass songs where he 
literally goes through what happened during uh, when they slaughtered the natives into World War One, then he gets into World War Two and that, and then he finally ends it like pretty much after the Gulf War and, and what's going on now. And then I, uh, like, it's a forever. He explains he's, yeah. he's a good artist. Yes. If you've never heard of him, even if, even if you try and you don't like his music, give it a shot. Just yeah. listen to his lyrics. Yes. It's crazy as shit. Um, but it's the forever war because we've been in this war for 20 years now. Uh, uh, yeah, almost, almost 20 years. And that's fucking mind boggling. And they when did, did that. Start? So, uh, 98. No, 2001 after 9-11 when they could, oh, maybe we'll go and invade Afghanistan. Oh, we're blaming on the Saudi Arabians, but we're going to Afghanistan, Iraq, Pakistan, probably because the Art of the Covenant was there. There's a lot of things. I don't know if we'll ever dive into 9-11 because I'll fucking lose my brain. But they did it so it's a forever war. And now people are still in this fucking war to this day. Oh, we're going to take the troops out? No, we'll leave them there. So... Or they'll take them out and put different ones. Yeah, yeah. It's very fucked up. And I, uh, my grandpa always wanted me to join the army. And I get his perspective now that I've watched all these documentaries to get me some, because I was an asshole. So you got to toughen up. I feel like it was different that age, too. But no, I'm it not, was let's protect yeah. our country yes. in an honest way. Yeah. It was yeah. like they genuinely felt. Yeah. Without knowledge, they genuinely felt like their country and their families were well, on Well, if you do listen to that, those Vinnie Pass songs yeah, on true. our Facebook, especially, um, like, either uh, You Can't Be uh, Neutral on a Moving Train, which is a very good song, which is a true quote. It's, it's like... It's saying pretty much that there was a lot of people protesting the war that were uh, their conscientious objectors, which means that you didn't agree with either side and you didn't want to involve yourself. And that was never reported. Like they never talked about the people that are actually against the war. There's all like, go help your country. We showed the posters on our strange mysteries of war. It's like, go Canada, come help us out and die. It's well, fucking ridiculous. What do you have to say about the people that didn't support the war? So, they just sat at yeah. home. They're like, they got a white no, feather. no, but there's Close people protesting it. There <laughs> wasn't people protesting it. One of the most unusual uh, examples of this being a high-stress involved in military involved a 19-year-old Russian seaman, uh, <laughs> seaman. seaman named seaman. Alexander K- K- this is Russian Kuzminka Kuzminka I can't speak Russian whatsoever try to say it with an accent like vodka Kuzminka sounds a little better who came very close to causing a nuclear meltdown in 1998, Alexander was assigned to a nuclear power submarine known as the Verpera. <laughs> he was had a history of drug issues and psychological problems and was eventually detained in his quarters on a disciplinary a discipline. Oh, Jesus. Was, he was eventually detained in his quarters after disciplinary... Disi- oh my God, I'm going to fucking lose my brain. A disciplinary act. Is this, like, is this what Simpsons got its basis from? The head guy's like sitting there. He's like, you know what? This kid, he's sitting in the interview. He's like, history Ooh. of drug issues, Whiskey. psychological problems, probably not probably stable. You know what? You'd be perfect for. You're in charge of the nuclear power plant. Well, no, it's not, it's not even that. The, he was kill it, kid. Well, he he was. Uh, he had all these problems, and they obviously fucking noticed it. Um, and they should have noticed it before the they put him there. Okay, I'm gonna have to not after it. they put him there. Got it. Just yeah, there. You're good. Um. But it's funny because, like, he's on a submarine. What the fuck do you do with a kid that's nuts at 19? Like, and starts losing his mind, and, like, threatening people. War. No, you're they, like, hey, they, buddy. no, they're on a submarine. <laughs> they're the inside the, right the water. There. Yeah, they're going the I promise, like, this mask that's just plastic, yeah. you'll be able to breathe. I got, okay, <laughs> I gotta ask you guys because right eventually <laughs> we'll do this when we do the war. But, okay, what would you rather do? Tactical ground warfare, mm. uh, Navy on a ship, Navy. Um, I don't even care the next or one. a submarine. Maybe. 
maybe really? all Navy too. You know why? Because I one of the people even on like the war documentary watch said like I joined the Navy because I don't want to sleep on the ground all day. That oh, you no, had I'd cots be, in the a boat. I'd be fucking footwalker. I'd be shooting people down. And you would be dead instantly. Depends what war Dep- you're talking but, about. And like my, ste- my stepfather was a Navy vet. Yeah. And the way he tells his story was literally he never once saw a piece of action. He's like, it was like yeah. literally a vacation with my buddies. Yeah. They're, 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 like, we went out the there world. and it was a joke. He had a, he had it easy then yeah. compared to a lot of every, uh, every other people. Cause there was people that were sitting on the Gulf of like Mexico in ships that sat there and played poker and shit and had nothing happen to them during the Vietnam war ever. Yeah. And, but there was people that are in the conflict and that's why I'm saying being a foot soldier. No, but no, no that's what they, oh, everyone said, I die. no, but I everybody says fun. that. And then, and then you see the ship coming up. You're like, oh, yeah. And then, no, and then they die. The thing is, hey, being on a naval ship, there is many cases of people burning to death and stuff. Yes. But, you know, worst case scenario, you get bombed on and you either burn alive or you jump off the edge and and you get served. But thing is, drown or fight for your life. Yeah. But like being on the, being on the ground, like being a front line. That one scares me. You, like even the Vietnam War, man, fuck those fuckers. they would come out of nowhere Jeez. hiding. No, you have no idea. <laughs> if I die, I die. Watch these yeah, documentaries, then, then tell cancer. me something. <laughs> then tell me something. So this kid was essentially like fucking tied up in his fucking uh, his quarters in his like room where they just had the cots, right? The submarine was docked eventually uh, in the evening of September 10th when Alex broke... I was in comes Alexander the fucking whole time. Alex suddenly broke free and stabbed his guard to death with a chisel. Where did you get that chisel from? A little sneaky fuck. Yeah, I know. His hands tied, but he's making it. Yeah, Nobody yeah, looking yeah. Behind him. He's sitting there the whole. He's got hours. hours he's literally. Hours. I think this guy just lost his kid. Like I lost his lost. He lost his mind. And the guard, he ended up stealing the guard's assault rifle and went on a shooting spree throughout the submarine. Well, that's the that worst thing you can do. Is dangerous. Dangerous. The worst thing you can do with somebody who's freaking out is tie them down so they can't move. Yeah, you make What else are you going to do? Let them go free? No, like I said, you say, here's this plastic mask. We need that thing out there. You can breathe. It's okay. No, you know what they do? Old school (laughs) shit. Just be like, flop down a plank of wood. Walk the plank, bitch. But maybe they but wanted him for something. They're, I know. You can't walk the plank <laughs> in a submarine. Yeah. And you can just go outside and he gets, starts floating up. <laughs> wrong way, wrong way. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he's, he's, uh, seven more crew members were killed. That's crazy. Before Alex sealed himself inside the torpedo compartment of the room. Awesome. So it's where you can kind of... Let, like, let the torpedoes Shoot go. Threatening to set fire to the torpedoes oh. that bl- blow the entire submarine Everybody up. Everybody so, and him, yeah, yeah. Everyone's dead. A detonation that could have caused a nuclear reactor to go into meltdown because they were close enough to the shore next to this uh, nuclear plant. When they pulled up and they docked, they were right next to a nuclear plant because, you know, Russia loves their nuclear power. Potentially so turning the submarine into a floating Chernobyl. What's a Chernobyl. That's so sad, man. Why you guys don't like know stuff? Chernobyl was uh, when... Hey, come on. It's a weird they, word. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. Chernobyl was I a city in Russia where they didn't uh, think nuclear experiments on, and it's completely wiped out. Many people died. And if you go there still, you have you can get radiation poison because of how crazy this nuclear bomb was. And We're the, all buying tickets. If you know, if you go... If you, watch Netflix, there is, suits, if you watch Netflix, there's a guy that does... Uh, he does a travel show. Um, I fucking can't remember what it's called. But he goes there, um, and it's a Netflix original, and he goes to Chernobyl. 
Chernobyl and he fucking swims in a fucking lake that they tested was like high, high he wants in to be radio. Superman yeah, with he, nothing? Yeah, he was an idiot. He's excited. So Alexander's yeah. mother was brought in to convince her son to surrender. That's crazy. But all attempts were unex- unsuccessful after 20 hours of a standoff. An anti-terrorist unit was finally dispatched into the torpedo room and Alexander wound up committing suicide before they arrived. Obviously. Probably could have went longer, but he's like, you know what? This already smells like shit. I shit my yeah. pants. Like, I fuck. think I would have torpedoed no myself out. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious actually so much no yeah for you, like 10 no, seconds but you would need no but you would need someone yeah but you would need someone to push it so you huddle yourself in the torpedo uh the the shoot i guess and then just like it would be funny because you would go so far fucking fast and your body i think you, I the think water is just i think you would die <laughs> yeah. as soon as you hit the water because of the impact your skull would probably cave in instantly <laughs> Don't be a fucking You're in a submarine. You probably had some no, sort of No, honestly, if I was going to shoot myself anyway, no, I if I was in there, I'd be like, die. and I heard people busting, I'd be like, Clay, press the button. Press the <laughs> yeah, button. Hurry up. Why didn't they press the button? He wasn't in the fucking shell. Was, I'm was, making fun was, of it. No, but you can press, press the button and the outside hole opens, right? And then you bring your swimming gear and you walk around to the outside and get them from the open hole. Oh. But they were, it, he was inside their it, commander yeah, room. Yeah, they the had, torpedo com- commander he had room. control the over commander the commander room. Well, I thought you meant he's huddling like right <gasps> beside this torpedo. Like no. not on the torpedo, but like no, kind of right beside no, he's it. In the, he's in the commander room, so essentially he has all the power. That's why uh, it could yeah. have been it's a like, nuclear okay, explosion. It's okay, buddy. It's okay. We'll let you go. Yeah. <laughs> Just hang out. Oh, you know what's a cool thing about that, though? Why, Russians ha- are always no, crazy. No, no, no. We have a place <laughs> in Canada that if, uh, if we ever piss up someone enough, if this place blows up, about 75% of Canada's gone. That's fucked. It is, that it's in Lloydminster, yeah. and the only reason I know it is because I lived up there, but it's called the Upgrade. Yeah, there, there's also, um, because uh, what I got into conspiracy theories, essentially, when I was like 15, 16, like really into conspiracy theories, was off of Benjamin Fulforp, the guy that, he was on Forbes magazine, a really rich dude, and he uh, went, to, we're doing this just before we have a little break, uh, but he went to Japan after being uh, threatened by Henry Kissinger, George Bush Sr., George Bush's dad, and all this shit, because he was exposing information about hard technology the weather manipulation yeah, technology yeah, yeah. The and warfare. he went to japan he talks about how japan has uh like an illuminati but almost like a good illuminati kind of and they have six <laughs> the nice ones they have <laughs> six million assassins i'm sure i've said this in this podcast before oh, oh they never asked me and Fucking uh real life ninjas yeah, legit <laughs> and they're like le- like worse than the yakuza yeah, and he, he talks about how um that there is uh uh there's they try to bomb japan and they try to do it during, uh, you know, when Japan had that massive tsunami, yeah, that yeah. was planned. That was used harp technology. Yeah, Japan yeah. wouldn't sign a treaty to go to a, war yeah, with the United States, like not go to war, but be their ally. So they planted a bomb underneath the ja- uh, like Japan. Guess what Japan did? They planted a bomb underneath fucking Florida. So if that goes off, they fucking launched the thing and Florida's under the water. So if you live in Florida, good luck. Most of America is supposed to sink soon anyways. California and Florida. Doesn't everyone make Good. fun of Florida anyway? Yeah, they're all fucked. <laughs> My man and Oprah in Florida. All right, so, uh, oh. right, so we're getting uh, back into this shit. Oh my gosh. Is it? This is uh, one of the most infamous cases, uh, kind of. It's, it's interesting. Uh, it's shocking to look back at a pre-9-11 world. It is. It's very weird when yeah, you think that back. Was a, that was a big moment, right? We were just talking about that. Historical. I realized how much 
easier it would be for someone to deliberately crash a commercial airline or to smuggle a gun or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, the, People cared less. Uh, Richard, wrong, Richard, wrong, Richard, wrong, Reard, uh, Richard Reed, I think, the, the shoebox. Uh, there was a guy that, a shoe, uh, he brought like a fucking knife in um, a shoe or a shoebox. In a shoebox. He just carried the shoebox. What's in the box? No, he had a uh, No, he, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure either he took okay. over his plane with a razor blade that was in his shoe or he took over a plane with a shoelace. I can't remember which one it was, but it was something really fucked up. If Nobody it was with a shoelace, this guy over. was trained by the KGB. Well, you, I know you think about it. Uh, well, if it is that, that right. KGB? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I'm kind of stoned, but like when I was thinking about it, I was like, what is it? Is that one or that one? Like, I think, oh, he had a box cutter in his shoe, I'm pretty sure. But think about it. If you were to do that, take your shoelace, right? Yeah. Take someone beside you, say Justin, some female, Why strangle me, her. Man? Why you gotta and kill then, me? No, and then strangle her and be like, if anyone doesn't stop that plane, you know what I mean? <coughs> Hostages are a big thing. But when you have a shoelace, like the reason ho- holding someone up works is mm. because people are scared to take you out. People are not scared to tackle you because no, you got especially a shoelace air- in your But before... I get fuck up and go, <gasps> God thing it was my fucking laptop. Yeah, it is your laptop. Pick it up. It's on the thing. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, it's on the thing. Tom spills almost every time we drink. Fucking mother... No, I didn't. And it's funny because when you think about one of the most shocking examples of like a commercial airliner before 9-11 having any sort of this experience happen was disgruntled 35-year-old airline worker named David Burke who brought down a plane and murdered several innocent people in his revenge on his employer. He was an ex-pilot? Yep. That's... Burke was employed by the U.S. Air as a ticket agent until he... like uh, he was just the ticket guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's sad. I didn't know about that, actually. He wasn't even the pilot. So when you come in, you give your ticket, I guess, to a person. This guy had a lot freak easier. out because he had a job equivalent to working at a We're grocery We're drinking on store. Budweiser. Yeah, that's true. But uh, it was how dare you cut me for my minimum wage job? How dare you? I don't know why Justin always gets uh, Budweiser and You're too fucking drunk every day. Burke (laughs) wasn't. Yeah. So uh, until his supervisor Raymond Thompson and he had spelt the same way as my Thompson name. Yeah, buddy. Fired him for theft. What the fuck do you steal, bud? After Thompson refused to give, uh, <laughs> after Thompson refused to give Burke another chance, Burke showed up at the Los Angeles International Airport on December seventh and purchased a ticket for a Pacific Southwest Airlines flight seventeen seventy one to San Francisco. And this is from Los Angeles? That would be a short fucking flight, bud. You could drive to San Francisco yeah. from Los Angeles real easily. Quicker than you can get on the yeah. plane. Yeah. Well, well, maybe not probably, back then. There's a reason on the yeah. plane yeah. goes yeah. there. Well, no, and I back guess. no, and back then. This is be pre-9-11. Just remember yeah. that. Is L.A. and San Francisco that close? Yes. Like, San Diego, San Francisco, L.A., like, they're not that far apart. Like, it's it's not... Yeah, it's... Yeah, it doesn't... Okay. Takeoff <laughs> takes, like, half oh, hour, 45 a, you need minutes. A Burke was <laughs> used... Uh, used his still active employee credentials to determine that Thompson would be on the flight. That's fucked. Ooh. So, he used his credentials to look up his supervisor and to see, hey, is uh, hey, is um, Raymond working today? That's the company's fault. Yeah, that's the first thing you do. That's fucked. If you let but, someone go, yeah. you cut them. They're in, and like, we will get into a terrorist yeah. attacked episode, like a terrorist episode, maybe because there was a lot of terrorist acts before we even the gov- them now. Yeah, before the government planned it. So fuck you. 
Uh, just so it. But airlines are still. He so managed to bypass security and smuggle yeah. uh, 44 Magnum. That is a great gun. That's a right great gun. The, the what kind of gun is that? Uh, 44 Magnum's like a dirty hairy gun. Like a fucking. It's got a big fucking. Oh, usually. Like a- Fucking six barrel or yes, something. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. And, big, it, long, and it's powerful as shit, eagle. whereas massive kickback. And he smuggled it onto the plane. Shortly after the plane took it off, the yeah, because <laughs> shoebox. Uh, Richard some Reed, someone feet, tell okay. me. Strange Brew Podcast at gmail.com. Who is the guy that smuggled in something in his shoe? If Richard Reed, someone, so Richard, something like that. In his shoebox. <laughs> yeah, that's where you keep your money when you're a gangsta in your shoebox. Shortly after a plane took off, the cockpit fighter recorded, uh, flight recorded, um, oh, that's crazy. The recording picked up gunshots. So, like, the cockpit's recorder, like the black box, yeah. like, recorded gunshots. Then came the sound of David Burke's voice. I don't have this recording. I should have looked it up. It wasn't long before Flight 1771 crashed into a hillside. Yeah. It's so sad how many innocent people were involved in other people's bullshit. And yeah. yeah, and other people's like, I just want to kill one person, <laughs> but I'll... But I'm, I'm going to kill you. them all. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking children on this plane. And myself. I can't do it. I'll never be able to do an Arabic accent. That shit is hard as shit. Yeah, nine times out of ten, it comes out really racist, I don't too. even know where you're looking. That's I'm not... I, I wasn't... <laughs> I, but, like, the fact that, you know, that if the... People in 9-11, you know what I mean? But like, George Bush, the fuck it's I can't do, I can't, because it's... it's Asian for you. <laughs> yeah, I go Asian. <laughs> well, go do, okay, I'll do an Indian, I'm not going to do that, because I'll start doing an Indian accent, like not like Indian, Indian, like, like no, whatever. Jesus, he killed all 43 people on board. That's a small flight, but it's commercial, so it's like all the rich fuckers. Motherfucker. On board. Commercial is not rich. Oh yeah, you're. I don't. I've only ridden on a plane once in my twice in my life. Commercial, oh. well, commercial and anything is just the the middle class. I, I, was, a, I just listened to a podcast end. about Stanley Kubrick, and I think it's hilarious that he was scared to fly in planes. The guy that made The Shining and Full well, Metal Jacket. And how, why do you think that's a? I think it, no, fear. but he didn't ever fly in planes. So he's all these movies where he had to build a bunch of sets because he couldn't fucking go to the area. And I think it was during like Full Metal Jacket, they had to fly in a bunch of palm trees, like thousands of palm trees, so they could film this scene in Britain. <laughs> Funny. Full Metal Jacket was a fucking anime. If you got the money, what? Billy oh, made. Billy said somehow else. I make fun of these motherfuckers for not knowing shit. No, but no, no, that one's I'm, fair. I'm that stupid. one's justified. <laughs> Sorry. No, oh no, God. Justin's right though. He just doesn't know the original. It's an okay. Anime. And let me get oh, into okay, what he okay. said and what happened. Okay, so after he crashed and killed four or three people on board because he was mad at this Thompson guy at the crash site, an air sickness bag was found containing a message which Burke has written for his former supervisor. That is crazy. Uh, air sickness bag. He left a note on in his it way down. On his way down, so they could find it. Huh. Well, he probably put it in there before. It read. Well, no, he probably had somebody uh, write it. Right? It read. I well, asked for some leniency from my family. Remember well, I got none. And if you get none, everyone that's innocent dies. Yes. Essentially, I asked for some leniency for my family. Remember, well, I got none and you'll get fucking none. He's saying that I like that. He, he was essentially gone against his family. Okay. You want to hear the black box of him talking? The black one. Yeah. It's I, only like 15 seconds. 16. Getting, getting some crazy shit. 
Tom's got some crazy fast internet here. He pays like seven grand oh my a God. month for. Head down my phone. Sorry, I fucking could have used your phone, but I didn't want to. <sighs> There's these things I need to edit out that I like get annoyed about. Well, you should have just said okay, please. Anyways, just because of that out. tragedy, there were new laws that passed subjecting airlines yep. employees to security screenings as well, where they used to be able to be the ones to get past it because they're instantly trusted, right? You work there, but. Uh, and seizing their credentials upon termination, which they probably should have okay, did in the first place. Okay, find what you found. Okay, find what you found. Fuck. David Burke. Oh, Just my. ignore it then. <sighs> All right, well, I wanted to say this earlier, but I know Tom's not going to let me, but he's occupied, so I'm just going to go I'm for it. I'm not occupied. Keep looking it up. No, no. I'm going to tell the story while you look it up. Um, What's it called on YouTube? Even though 9-11 happened, like, America's security laws for like the screening and everything like I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people know this like go to Australia or something they're still so lenient they have yeah. no problems well no Australia's like, great nobody wants to like, attack them. you well, don't have to take your can, belt no your can I say off. this they the, got their no, weapons and, and shit I can't find it um, yeah. the fact that that because of something that well I, I well yeah. no essentially I see it as our own government because because the United States and Canada are related in weird ways that it's like their own like their own president and well that he didn't know about it, but like they fucking caused all of that shit to happen. And it was all pre planned. You can look at them fucking books. But uh, like essentially like Burke Okay. Not available. Oh, but that's why I can't find it. So you found that's some weird day. website. Yeah, uh. you found some weird website. <laughs> Um, so essentially across the plate, that's crazy to me. Like this is, there was very leniency on flights a lot of time. Yeah. And now it's like, do I, what was that necklace? Is that a gun on your necklace? I'm going to take it through screening and you see this big, big man hand. It's going right up your asshole. I'm not going to, I'm not going to recite it cause I wouldn't do it justice, but go look up Jim Jeffries comedy yeah. skit of yeah, I know, true. Australian airlines. It's hilarious. He's so funny. Oh, you'll love Puts this. Puts it in perspective. <laughs> Annie Lee worked at a Yale Animal Research Center where she conducted medical experiments. According to a Yale alumni magazine, the 24-year-old suddenly went missing for days before her wedding. Her body was found later in one of the walls in her research lab. I don't know. In the wall? In the wall. In the wall. Awesome. On September 13th, 2009. The I guy, was whoever 18 killed and her crazy. was brilliant. Well, we'll talk about him. I, how do you find something in a wall? They so, obviously the, yeah. there was a fight in there. No, Someone went through the wall. That, and they're like, oh Justin, my God, no, there, Justin but. is a hundred percent right. It would, it, it would stink. It would stink. Oh, matter yeah. and everything. That or she conducted, about, yeah, Stomach and she was fed. Yeah, so how did strangulation the was the cause of death, <laughs> and the New Haven Register reported. Her co-worker Raymond Clark III received a 44-year prison sentence for her murder. So he killed her and put her in the wall. Somebody noticed. I just this is funny. And that guy got 43 years. In 2017, 2017, Sandra Waller worked at a Burlington store in Taylor, Michigan, which is funny because Burlington, Ontario. We have a Burlington too. With you guys, super she, funny. She, yeah, so funny. She got in an <laughs> argument with Lorraine Fossen, Fossen, and after the two women got into a heated argument, Catholic. Waller shot Falser, fucking Lorraine, in the chest. Did a gun on her? Yep. It allegedly the fight occurred over how much they should discount certain merchandise. You oh, bit, so it's over. You're fucking. trying to. It's take, a discount store. You're yeah. trying to take my profit. 
I've already discounted this 17%. If you think I'm going to go to 18, you're <laughs> fucking crazy. This is illegal <laughs> smuggling of fucking... 17.1's high as I go? Yeah. The woman oh, had an argument <laughs> in the past, and they've had a long-standing feud because they're two women like, bitch, I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's the end of the women sentence. That's all women. you need to say. Waller was charged <laughs> with first-degree murder, which is not that bad. Could be third degree. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Super good. Isn't first degree worse? <laughs> yes. Okay. Is that, uh, well, I always get mixed up. Like, yes. no, but I always third degree burns. Are the, oh yeah, the worst. And then yeah. first degree murders. The, yeah. That, well, first degree murder degree. means you sh- killed them directly. Oh, it she killed totally a bitch you. at a discount store. Who cares? Oh, where it was. Oh, that's where. You, as long as it's in a McDonald's. Yeah. It's like that's the that's the area. You where chose your life. Don't matter. It's I, McDonald's. I never understand. I'm gonna say this. Why? Some there's some pretty good skinny looking girls that I've seen numerous times go like work at McDonald's. And it's like I know they're teens and they just want to make money, but I would have never worked there as a teenager. And it's like, why are you working here? You're a good looking girl, and one day you're gonna get pregnant, work, live work on a trailer a park, and, and then you're gonna look like. Sh- I hope you yeah. understand that ninety percent of the w- women there are underage, Tom. Yeah, they're fifteen true. to seventeen. That's not true. No, I mean the good-looking ones. good looking the skinny quote ones. Unquote. Oh, shoot me. Uh, Whatever. I kind of uh, want to. If you go back, to, uh, go back uh, fucking 100 years, even uh, 200 years, guess what men would be looking for? Oh, good uh, 15 or 16-year-old because they could be impregnated easily and they didn't live... You don't live past fucking 40. There was a point where we, a lot of we would be 14 yeah. having kids and there, we would die yeah. at fucking There 20. is a documentary called All Men Are Pedophiles. Just to make Legit. And I've watched a bit of it and it's talking about how, especially back in the day, how men always went for a woman that was fertile and the most, like, I don't know, sumptuous and shit. And all their prime yes. and Late yeah. teens, early teens, 20s. but not for their sexuality. And for I've their had experience in that. Yeah, uh, women in their forties. Oh, different time, Tom. Women in their forties have their sexual peak, and I shouldn't know that, but I do. Two thousand. Like Michael McDermott worked as a software engineer at Edgewater Technology in Wakefield, Massachusetts. I finally pronounced it right. The day after Christmas, he came in the work with an AK-47 assault rifle. Why the fuck could you find or have an AK? Now, I will tell a story from another podcast. I love this podcast, Roundtable of Gentlemen. This guy that does comedy shit uh, named Eddie Larson. And he used to have an AK that he used to hide under his bed. And there's a story of him where they were living in an apartment where they're Door. If I could get They're, an AK, yeah, I'd have their an AK. door wouldn't lock properly, right? So they stuck a chair underneath it, and if they heard this noise, they would freak out, right? Okay. So they hear the door, the chair fall over. That's their signal, and they're upstairs in this apartment. And he gets out and he grabs the AK from the bed and goes, cocks it. The guy's like, postman. And he's like, man, I could have shot that fucking dude. And that's Why crazy. Why is the postman walking he, into your house? But, no, but <laughs> I don't know. Getting the letter because the door is fucking open. I have no idea. That's really Bullshit. weird too. But the he fact that he, he, he like, said, I want to put no, it right on his dining <laughs> yeah. table. No, this dude's like, this I, I was nice hiding story. my AK for a buddy. <laughs> yeah. So this guy, the software engineer with his AK-47 and a shotgun, he had an AK-47 rifle, a shotgun, and a semi-automatic pistol. 
bah, 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 it's a fast pistol. The Murdoch then proceeded to shoot and kill seven of his co-workers. Time magazine reported that uh, McDermott targeted workers in the human resources. Good job. And according to the departments, after he was about to have his wages garnished, so they were going to take his wages away due to taxes to the IRS, he alleged acts for cash in advance the week before Christmas was denied, so... He shot everybody, and he was sentenced to seven consecutive life sentences without parole. That's what you get for ruining my Christmas. Yeah, you fucking bitch. <laughs> right, I have two more stories to get through. 1999, Mark Oren Barton killed nine people in a brokerage, ha- brokerage ha- housing. So, a brokerage firm. Yeah. Uh, where he did traded stocks and stuff. Uh, the New York Times reported that Barton... I have never heard of those type of people being yeah. murderers. You know, shot and killed no. himself in a van... Police later found out he had a, a letter written saying he planned to live long enough to kill the people that greedily sought my destruction. He confessed in the letter that he bludgeoned his wife and two children to death with a hammer and revealed by the president of the monetary securities where Barton killed four people prior to the massacre. Barton lost approximately, oh my God, a hundred grand during a 15 day security day trade. Altogether, he killed 12 people. I, like, how do you kill your kids, man? Exactly. How do you yeah. do that? Your wife I and agree. your fucking kids, that's know, your I family. Agree. Yeah. That's I, like, I understand the mentality of, like, yeah. like the okay, wife, you're, cra- maybe? No, it, you're crazy, you kill people that you hate out in the street, but, like, yeah. they're offspring. Okay, yeah. yeah. I never understand yeah. that, and we will get that? into, we've done kids that kill. Well, I eventually will do what parents that kill. You know what I mean? I don't like, think I want to be on that one. You're going to be. One, that one makes me sad. You love I don't death. Think I can handle that. Yeah, I'm that's a parent. A, so I'm going to do it by I'm myself. Gonna, yes, <laughs> so you're by myself. Jesus Christ. You guys are going to be on it. We're going to have to get in some dark shit around here. Uh, Strange Brew Canada. So, like, yeah, if you get mad at work, go home and smoke a joint. You don't need to kill people. Last is my work. Man. Come to my work. There's a couple people. I'll make a list. <laughs> I, I said it did do a buddy. I was like, Tom's yeah, I, on the top. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I said, oh yeah, fucking. I was like, oh man, people are crazy. And I was like, but there is a few people I could pop up around here. As I, much as you want to joke, yeah. I, I, I it's a joke. I could never kill no, a person. No. I don't think there's anything I, anyone can well, do. Well, I want to get into hunting. So I want to get into hunting and shit. And my gr- Chelsea's like, fuck, you couldn't even kill a deer. And I was like. I'll I'll cry a bit, but I'll I'll cut him up and make him food. I will feel better if I oh, use him for everything. If, that's some real cheap nah, food. Well, if, if, if no deer's delicious Free, and guess. really good. <laughs> no, um, but price of the but I'm telling you that like yeah, I, honestly, if I killed any animal, I'd probably feel real pet and cry. But but at the same time, if I use if I used every bald. that's not an animal. I feel heartless right now. <laughs> but like if I'm telling you, if I used wrong. everything out of it, like human, I, okay. hey, if I killed the deer and then I put up its head, used its hide for a carpet, used every, used part, of every part of it like the natives do, I would be feeling better. But if I shot it and then be like, I'm just taking your good stuff, like I'd feel bad. Yeah. No, see, I'm an artsy dude. I'd fucking make something cool out yeah, of it. Yeah, there'd be some, <laughs> you come in like Dexter shit and you come into Justin's like a fucking garage and there'd be like some crazy like goat looking deer <laughs> creature. You yeah. Might, There's uh, one reason and one reason only giant. that it's acceptable to kill anyone. And that is if they... Kill somebody else and you're protecting. Or try. Okay, well, I guess, but like, what if it's like Obama or any president or Donald Trump that like, just like, you have to sign this piece of paper Actually, and yeah. you're gonna, you're gonna kill thousands of people. No. Oh, you're not a serial killer because you're the president of a I country and you president. can just sign it. 
I'm, I have to sign We're going to have to do a president. politics bullshit episode because I'm just very upset right now with Ontario. Yes. Operator, to anyone we, we won't actually kill anyone. No. I don't want to say that. Alright. Strange group. I'm not the one with the root dog. The one that people know not the fuck. Rich cows do smart. I see you so strong. Thoughts are to do harm. Corruptly the balls punch cold hearts. Young Ron Walk on your soul to art. You will never belong. I'll be on Mars with the devils with the snake tongues. While you're all clones on boss trying to rebel against the Freemasons. I'm on a higher level. I push past St. Peter and kick the gates down. You're shook, but get the facts. Took a battle axe to your brain. I'm the leader. Look at me. I'm the sick patient. Your faith replaced on the ground. Awake to a place beyond the clouds The sound of the bass makes you wanna get down You feel it in your bones You sit around, still frozen in the zone Stone all alone, not at home Roam around with the freaks known You have explosive, violent episodes Well, maybe not now that I'm grown I'm real, but you're owned You're a clone You're known to have shown no backbone I can't leave rap alone You need me Live, breathe, and act stone You can't stop this apocalypse Hide your head, ostriches Lie in bed, eyes widespread On how I haunt this shit Die, 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 I said Now, fuck off, kid You're not the hot shit that you think you are You're a product that is bought, bitch You fucking got it?